last week, Trump said this. I have a good relationship with Justin Trudeau. I really did. Other than he had a news conference uh, that he had because he assumed I was in an airplane and I wasn't watching. He learned that's going to cost a lot of money for the people of Canada. Yeah, a lot of money. And Donald Trump is threatening 25% duties on vehicles from Canada. Uh, Our next guest on the program is a fellow by the name of Keith Head. He's a professor in the Strategy and Business Economics Division at the Saunders School of Business at the University of British Columbia. And he uh, actually went as far to say in a recent article that I read from the CBC that tariffs on cars would destroy the auto industry. He joins us on the line right now from British Columbia. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks for being here. So you've said that, you know, tariffs on on cars would destroy the auto industry here in Canada. What would be the most immediate effect of U.S. tariffs on autos? Uh, Well, in the very, very short run, you know, the, the production lines are all set up and their plans are party in. So the, the main thing is that um, people in the States will pay a lot higher tariffs, uh, pay a lot more for their cars. But the um, in, in the it's very soon after that, I would think within months, but certainly um, very soon after that, the American car companies and the Japanese that produce cars here for the U.S. market and, and you know, four out of five cars we make here go to the U.S., um, they're going to want to uh, re- relocate the, that car production because it just, you know, it's just not a, a survivable uh, way of doing business to have your cars coming in at 25% tariffs and then trying to compete with other cars. So they're going to want to move those cars uh, being made in Ontario to their factories south of the border ASAP, and that means that the, the the jobs will be laid off, you know, very very quickly thereafter. What's the long term effect? The long-term effect uh, on you know how, how far do you want to how many how many ripples do you want to go out? Oh, I mean, as many ripples as you would like to go out. I mean, these car plants are important for their communities. They're important for Canada's overall trade and exports. It's one of our our biggest export sectors. Um, and uh, and uh, they're important for the parts sector. So we've got this big parts industry. Um, you know, uh, for every for you know for every sort of job that's created assembling a car, there's probably three other jobs created making parts for the car. And so those people are going to immediately feel the pinch because if we're not producing the cars here, you know, there's going to be more of the parts are going to be sourced from 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 the U.S. Also. Uh, then it's going to feed over to the steel industry. So, I mean, the, the, the ramifications are pretty big, and that's just sort of analyzing in isolation. But, the, but Canada can't sit still in the face of a 25% car tariff put on, put on it, uh, its most important sector, after having, you know, um, a 50 years of uh, an auto pact in which everybody, every manufacturer, every worker planned that there would be free trade. Mm. So Canada is going to have some type of response to this, I'm sure, you know, and what, what will be the consequences of that response and what will the counter response to the U.S. be? So, you know, figuring out where all this goes in the long run is really quite hard. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the, the uh, economists in this article said that they figured that, you know, just like the, um, the short term effect would be American cars costing more. Um, the one of the effects will be our cars here in Canada would cost more. You even need to see people holding on to their cars longer because you see a lot of people, you know, they have a car for, you know, five years and they're like, nah, it's time for a new car. 
Well, are you assuming that that will stop? Um, uh, we'll pose, we'll pose a twenty five percent tariff on the American cars. Is that what you're thinking? Well, uh, you know, it, it, run, it could be tit for tat. Tariff, mm-hmm. yeah, if it's tit for tat, then you're absolutely right. The, the car prices will go up here um, by the same amount as they go up there, and everybody will want to hold on to their old cars longer. That's that's right. But even and if they're, they're making cars in the it, sorry, even if they're making cars in the states, they would cost us more if we have to buy from the states, right? Even if we don't impose a tariff? Yeah. Because if, if they go down to the manufacturing plants in the States, then by the time they get up to us and we start importing their cars, wouldn't we be paying more as well? Right. Sure. Sure. Absolutely, yeah. So that, but I mean, that's shipping and handling. I, you know, we're already paying that on a lot of the cars we buy here. So you know, that, that'll that'll add several hundred dollars, but it's not the same order of magnitude uh, as 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 looking at um, the, these twenty five percent tariffs. Mm-hmm. You know, which are going to add thousands of dollars um, to our costs. You know, you right. mentioned that we we ship out a lot of cars, right? Like eighty percent of our cars made in Canada are exported. What does this yeah, mean? And they're not going to all over the world either. I've looked at this data fairly yeah. closely. You know, all these cars that we're exporting, they're almost all going to the U.S. So we're not a we're not a diver, we, You know, you, you know, people always say about how undiversified Canada is in exports. And the car situation is really one of the absolute worst situations. We export basically no cars to Japan, basically no cars to the U.K. Um, so this is, we're very dependent on the U.S. because we we believe that we could be. You know, the auto industry you know, set it up that way. Um, and uh, so we don't have any immediate alternative markets to send our cars to. Now, as consumers, we do have alternatives. We can buy cars made in Germany. We can buy cars made in Korea. We can buy cars made in Japan. Mm-hmm. They'll pay, we'll pay a 6% tariff on those. That's our, that's our import duty for cars in Canada. So, but a 6% looks pretty attractive compared to 25%. Sure. It, yeah. Yeah. What does this mean for people with an old car like me? I mean, I drive an, drive an old Saab. Am I going to be able to buy parts if we find that, you know, the car, and that sounds a little selfish. I'm talking, you know, broadly for everybody, you know, with an yeah. old car. But if we find ourselves in our ancillary businesses closing down and, you know, uh, you know, the big three moving their production plants out of Canada and down states, you know, I, I would assume we'd have to import our parts and they would actually be more expensive if even available. Yeah, I think I think you're right. That's a fair assumption. All right. So, is this going to uh, speed up the move to? And this is a big leap, a big leap here. But uh, self-driving cars, do you think? Hmm. I don't know. Why do you think that? Well, I'm just wondering if uh, you know if if it turns out that cars are too expensive. And we're then the used car market, you know, maybe we're holding on to our cars long, long, longer than normal. Then those cars get to a certain age and start to deteriorate. All of a sudden, the idea of having, uh, you know, a service that comes and picks you up, a self-driving car, looks pretty darn attractive. You don't have to buy a really expensive car anymore. Yeah, and then the car sharing as well, right? Yeah. We, we, we do a lot of that car sharing here in Vancouver. Um, so I think that we'll be looking at those. But, I mean, you know, before all, we get to all those sort of long-run things, we're going to be looking at, uh, you know, a collapse of the uh, of the auto industry in Ontario and then what, what, what is going to be done about that, what, mm-hmm. what, what's going to happen to the escalation of the trade war. So that's, I think, sort of more immediate uh, consequences of it. But then, yeah, there may be some interesting long-run consequences. I, my hope is 
that when people see the disaster uh, this is bringing on, that there'll be legislative changes in the U.S. You know, there's a, there's still a lot of people in the U.S. that that care about business interests, and nobody really. That cares about business interests really wants a trade war. I mean, the the American car companies uh, they 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 want to be, have the option of producing cars in Canada. They mm-hmm. they planned on that option for a long time. That's part of their system, and so they're not going to be happy about this uh, having to completely upturn their whole production system. And it's not going to be easy for them to double capacity at you know at these various plants, which is what they're going to have to do to move it down there. So it's going to be very disruptive of everything they planned out and they're going to be complaining i think like matt i don't really understand why they haven't been more vocal up till now i guess just everybody's afraid of him well i just think he just ignores people i mean i think there's a lot of people saying things but it's you know if you can't hear me i can't hear you i can't hear you if that's what your president's doing you know the guy that's in charge it's it seems a bit ridiculous or fruitless to even say anything to him you know honda and toyota have assembly plants in ontario does that mean that, you know, we'll see a shifting auto industry to cater to those brands, brands that aren't the big three? So, um, If the tariffs are imposed. So I think that people will want to buy those Hondas uh, that are being made here because they'll, they'll fall in price a lot. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. Well, I think, I think they make the Corolla and, um, and maybe a Civic, uh, a Honda Civic and a Toyota Corolla in Canada, let's say. Now, those cars can't really be exported to the U.S. very profitably at 25% tariffs. So they're going to have to try and sell the whole load of those here in Canada. So, yeah, the relative price of the models that are produced in Canada right now are going to fall. So that, that's going to be when you, you you get rid of your used Saab, you'll probably want to buy a <laughs> buy a Corolla or a, or, a, or, a, or a Civic, whichever one is coming off those lines. Sure. They're, they're difficult for them to sell. Yeah, you know, I just laugh because everybody's trying to get me to get rid of this Saab. You, my mechanic. <laughs> um, so this, what... might be, this might be the perfect time as long as you're willing <laughs> to buy a, the, whatever Japanese car they're not able to export anymore. Right. So uh, as far as the U.S. tariffs on cars, uh, we're the big losers. In, in the end, if they go through. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mexico as well, right? I mean, Mexico went went all in on producing cars for the North American market, too. And so there's a ton of, uh, of factories that are put in in Mexico over the last two decades, and those people will be really hard hit as well. Do you think they're going to... It's going to be very rough on Mexico. Do you think anybody can stop Trump? I know I said, you know, he's a president that covers his ears and basically says, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. But if enough people in the auto industry, you know, those big three cause a ruckus, do you think that they can stop him from imposing those U.S. tariffs? Well, you know, if the stock market were, say, start falling, uh, then people would sort of wake up and take notice, I think. And um, if, uh, if working class people in, in those states where the car industry is, uh, see, start seeing their lives disrupted by all this uh, and complain, uh, then I think maybe he'll start to take notice. But you have to remember right now the U.S. is completely absorbed politically with the children at the border in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so this is not really registering as a story in the U.S. right now. It's a brilliant um, time for him to pass things through. And that's what he he has done is taken advantage of the, you know, one thing distracting everyone and doing something else. Yeah, and this is hugely distractive, and and an immediate pain for this is felt outside of the U.S., um, and uh, and it'll only be subsequently that it'll be felt in the U.S. So that does give him some room right now. But eventually, you know, when this disruption start hitting American businesses, 
I, I feel pretty strongly there's going to be real pushback. All right. Well, um, and maybe we'll see what happens in the elections in November. I'm going to keep your number handy, and hopefully, uh, you know, if something does go down, we can contact you again and get your insight into, uh, you know, what you think exactly, you know, is the skinny on what's happening. Happy to talk to you. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate it. Keith uh, Head is a professor in the Strategy and Business Economics Division at the Saunders School of Business at the University of British Columbia.